It's, it's weird because we have no problem believing that we need the right macronutrients and micronutrients and carb, fat, this, that, blah, blah, in order to be healthy, right? Go anywhere and they're going to tell you all about the, the science, the, what you got to eat and how you got to exercise to be healthy. We, we have no problem believing that our body to run right needs to do these things or that you got to put your money in this and these kinds of stocks and bonds and cash, blah, 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 and so that we can retire and be financially healthy. But when I tell you that to have a healthy life, to be healthy, the thing you need to do is seek the kingdom of God and get your power from Christ, we're like, whoa, I can do this by myself. That was Pastor David Robinson from Acts Church, and this is Contemplate. Thanks for listening to part two in our study about anxiety. This is such a timely and powerful teaching that I hope you'll share with friends or relatives who struggle with this issue. We'll begin with Pastor David talking about little kids and how weak and unable to do things they are. Here's today's episode recorded live at Axe Church. They can't do anything, and yet, you know what? They're happy and content. They're happy and content in their weakness. They know that they're weak. They're not confused about it. They know that they're weak, and they're happy and content. Why? Because they have parents. Because their parents are taking care of them, and they are happy to be taken care of. They don't have such big egos that they don't need anybody. Except Ethan when he tried to walk away when he was two and a half years old. But most kids, they don't have these egos, right? They have these parents they're being taken care of. Why aren't we like that anymore? Because we grew up, and you know what we did? We started to believe the lie that we're self-sufficient. We started to believe the lie that we don't need anyone, that we can take care of ourselves, that we're in charge of ourselves. And as soon as that comes up, all kinds of anxieties and fears start creeping in. Because guess what? You can't measure up to that. You can't control enough to be in charge of everything. Can can you guarantee the health, the financial security of your loved ones? Can you guarantee that? Are you strong enough for that? No, you're not. So what happens? Fear, anxiety, because you're supposed to take care of it. That's what you've been told. You're self-sufficient. You pulled yourself up by your bootstraps. You're American, right? You know what you're doing. You're in charge. Nobody's going to tell you what to do. And at the same time, as soon as that you take the, hey, go ahead and give me that shot right here. I don't mind. In your mind, you're going, I don't know. I'm a joke. I can't figure it out. I know that's the truth. And so you deal with fear. Anything you can't control. We can't, we can't do anything. Look, I can't even change a light bulb. Listen, yesterday, I go outside on my porch because the light on my porch is out. Okay? So I go out there, and my, my son is standing there. I got the door open, the light on, and I start to, to undo. There's like these little screws that you undo because I want to get the light bulb out so I can change it. Okay, so I realize I got this glass stuff around. It's kind of like a cheesy, uh, I don't know, outdoor light type thing. Okay, these panes of glass. So I get it, and I realize I can turn it upside down. That makes it easier to undo these screws so I can take the thing. Well, I assume when the screws come out, the glass stays in. But it doesn't. So when I took the last screw out, the glass coming, big glass panes go push all over the porch. My son's sitting there like, you are a door. I was thinking I'm teaching him, like he's going to learn how to take care of a house. Because I'm a man, and he's going to learn how to be a man. Look at how we do this light bulb thing. And I'm doing it, and he's like, what a dork. 
How many lawyers does it take to change a light bulb? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's rapidly losing confidence in me. Um, you keep up the thing for so long, right? They, they, they eventually figure it out, like you're, you're not all that. But that's the point, I'm weak. I screw up changing light bulbs. Listen, we don't have strength within ourselves, by ourselves. We are not self-sufficient. We are weak. And you're probably like, okay, this is great. I'm so glad I came to church today for you to tell me that I'm weak. Listen, it gets better, okay? So hang tight. We're weak, but he is strong. You've probably heard the song, Jesus loves me, right? We are weak, but he is strong. God is our strength. God is the one who makes us strong. See, we have to know who we are. The idea that we have our own strength and our own power is simply a lie. It's a lie. Some of you have probably been listening to, to self-help lessons. You know, you put the ear prones in. You are powerful. You are amazing. You are going to crush it. I'm like, oh, yeah. I am powerful and amazing. And this person knows, right? They've met me. That's nonsense, You're not going to reach inside yourself, like find the power within. It's not in there, okay? It's not in there. The kind of power that we're talking about, the power to be in control, to be in charge, to do everything, that is not from the Lord who's telling you that. That comes from somewhere else, trying to make you feel. Sort of like what was said to Eve. God really say that? No, you'll be like God. You will find the power within you. That's not a message from God. That's not where it comes from. You're being lied to. You were never designed to be strong by yourself. You were always designed to be strong in Christ. That's what you were designed to be. Read John chapter 15. He's the vine. We're the branches. We have to abide in him. It's a relationship. God made us to be in relationship with him. He loves relationship. We are in a relationship with him where he's the one who empowers us to be us. That's the way it works. But our anxieties come from us thinking that we have to be all the power ourselves. That we can do it all by ourselves. It's it's weird because we have no problem believing that we need the right macronutrients and micronutrients and carb, fat, this, that, blah, blah, in order to be healthy, right? Go anywhere and they're going to tell you all about the, the science, the, what you got to eat and how you got to exercise to be healthy. We, we have no problem believing that our body to run right needs to do these things or that you got to put your money in this and these kinds of socks and bonds and cash, blah, 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 and so that we can retire and be financially healthy. But when I tell you that to have a healthy life, to be healthy, the thing you need to do is seek the kingdom of God and get your power from Christ, we're like, whoa, I can do this by myself. I can do this on my own. I'll give lip service to, oh yeah, I need the Lord. But I'll live like I'm doing it on my own. And I'll worry like I'm doing it on my own. And I'll have fears and anxieties like I'm doing it on my own. Like I'm not trusting him to provide. Why is it so hard for us to live in that truth? It's like telling a vacuum cleaner that it has the power to vacuum without the 
electric socket, right? It does. We bought a new vacuum cleaner because we have two Huskies. Between the two Huskies, they probably shed enough each week to make a new Husky, roughly, <laughs> right? Give or take. I mean, and I, I wish I was joking. Really, they, I mean, their hair is just coming out. It's a mess. It's a mess. It's probably a punishment. Um, but... So we have to have a nice vacuum, right? So we bought this vacuum, and this one plugs in, and it charges up. But you plug it in for three and a half hours, and so the light does whatever, and it charges up, and then I can use it for like up to an hour, it says. Yeah, right. Um, but I can use it for a certain amount of time. But what happens is, once it's unplugged from the wall, I've, I've got limited time before it goes, right? I don't know if that's the noise it makes. I haven't seen it go out of battery yet, but let's assume that that was a great impression. Um, it's going to run out. And then what's it good for? Nothing. Until I plug it back into the wall, it's useless. It's useless, right? It needs the power grid in order to charge its own battery to be effective. It is not, does not have power on its own. Sitting by itself, it's nothing like branches and a vine. If the branch is away from the vine, what happens? Withers, dies, toss it in the fire. It's useless. If it's on the vine, what happens? It grows. It has fruit. It has whatever. Its strength is dependent on the vine. And we're dependent on God in that way. But we've believed a lie. We have to be plugged into Jesus Christ. We have to be plugged into God to run right. Without him, we are weak. In ourselves, we are weak. There's not the magic power inside of you. You wear a crystal around your neck and you say, you don't have any of that. That's not real. God is real. We were not made to be powerful alone. We were made to be powerful in him. You feel anxious. You feel unhappy. You feel unfulfilled. It's probably because you haven't plugged in to Christ. And you've run out of juice. What's burnout other than that? We were getting our power from the wrong place. We unplug. Yeah, you might have a battery to go for a little while. You might have a battery to go for a little while. Eventually, it's going to... And then you're out. And then you're trying to walk, and you've got no strength. And unhappiness and unfulfillment and anxiety comes. But if you're like a little child, you know the strength of your father in heaven, you're going to depend on him. You're not going to think you can do it yourself. You won't start with that thought. You get your mind right. And that'll help you reach to your spirit and not to your flesh. That's just the way it works. As a kid, I, I was in elementary school. We lived in California at the time. And I was in elementary school, and I <clears throat> went over to these kids' house after school, and they were kind of rough kids. Um, and they, I had this skateboard. It was like, this was like my prized possession. I had this nice skateboard, Santa Cruz skateboard, and, and uh, something happened where they basically, <laughs> this is kind of a rough family, okay? Um, they, they sort of conned me. They made me think that my skateboard had gotten stolen and that their older brother had gone and gotten it back for me, Right? And I was like, oh, good, my skateboard has found what They would never gotten stolen. They, they played me, right? Because I'm dumb, weak. I told you about that already. Okay, so they do that. And then they say, you have to give me something. So I had gotten this other, my prized possession was this pellet gun my dad had given me. And it's like a one shot, you crack it, you put the pellet in. Tink. Um, and so they were like, give me that. So I give him this thing. And then I tell my dad about it, and he's like, no, you've got to go get that pellet gun back. They're not, you're not doing that. Go get your pellet gun back. And so... I went back to school the next time. I told these guys, hey, I need to get that back. And they're like, oh, my brother's going to shoot you. Like, we're going to shoot you. Uh, and I'm like, 
oh, that, that escalated quickly, right? Like, shoot me. I mean, and it was kind of, you know, there was... There were gangs and stuff in the neighborhood. It wasn't the, it wasn't the safest place in the world. Um, and so I'm now, of course, I'm like 11 or 12 years old. I am just terrified that I'm going to get shot by these guys if I try to get this. This is a weird story. I'm just telling you, this happened, okay? This is reality. So I'm, I'm walking around with incredible anxiety and fear that I'm going to get shot if I try to get this pellet gun back from these guys. So I, I'm just de- I'm dealing with it. I'm just struggling. I don't know what to do and, and whatever. And finally, I come to my dad and I tell him, these guys, look, these guys are going to shoot me, right? Um, I can't get the hell out of He's like, let's go take care of this. He gets, he gets in the car, puts me in the car. He goes to their house, and he's like, give me the gun. They give him the gun. I never hear anything else about it, right? Daddy took care of it. Daddy took care of it. Because dad had the strength and the power to take care of something that you don't know how much anxiety I was in. I really thought these guys were going to shoot me if I tried to get this thing back. But my dad told me I had to get the thing back. So it was a rough thing because he was pretty scary too. Right? So I had, to, I had to do what he wanted to do or I was going to get it on this side. I had to do what they wanted to do or, you know, it just was a mess. But my dad probably doesn't remember any of this because he's really old now. But... Um, God is like that. God is like, look, why are you walking around in fear? Why are you walking around in anxiety about what your enemies are going to do to you? Why are you walking around about what might happen to you financially? Why are you walking around worrying that you're not going to have what you need? You're not going to be able to take care of your kids or this is going to happen to that guy. Why did you come to daddy? Get in the car and let's go take care of this. That's God. That's who he is. But we want to walk around in our own anxiety and fears. When all we'd have to do is go to God, and he's a much better father than my earthly father. No offense to him, but it's just true, or any of us, right? Gideon was the weakest dude in his tribe, and the weak, his tribe was the weakest tribe, and he was the weakest guy in his dad's family, okay? You're talking, you know, weak, weak, but he defeated the army of the Midianites, Because God provided the muscle, because God loves to show his strength in our weakness. God loves it when we're willing to be that child and to be honest about who we are and have that relationship with him, that loving relationship with him. And he loves to act in those moments and give you the strength to do what you need to do. I can't do anything without him. And neither can you. Let me give you some scripture, a few verses. Isaiah 41.10, fear not, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Joshua 1.9, have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Isaiah 40.28-31, have you not known Have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary? His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Listen, if you get this, 
you get life in a way that so few people do. People spend billions of dollars on self-help, on, on, on these gurus, on these folks who will tell you how to find the power within, all the rest of this. I'm telling you, that's all nonsense. And if you get this about life, you get it. You were made to live. Listen, you were made to live in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's where your power comes from. For those of you who are not Christ followers, who have not made him the Lord of your life, for those of you who have not believed in his death and resurrection for the forgiveness of your sins, who have not called upon his name, you are not living in the power of the Holy Spirit because you don't have the Holy Spirit and you won't have peace until you decide to become a Christ follower. The good news is you can do that today. You can do that right now and you can have the Holy Spirit, but that's, how you, that's who you all were designed to be. You're designed to be in relationship with him and to operate in his power. In Christ, you have the Holy Spirit. And what you need to do is walk in that and live in that. In the newness of life, the power of the Holy Spirit and peace. When I was walking around thinking those guys were going to shoot me before I went to my dad, I had my dad just like you have the Holy Spirit and I have the Holy Spirit. He was there. He had never gone anywhere. I had him. But I wasn't walking in that. I didn't come to him first. We go to God. We go to God, we go to God, we go to God. We don't walk off by ourselves. We don't sit there in our anxieties and wait two weeks of struggling and not sleeping before we're like, oh, you know, I should really probably take this to God. I should probably let him handle this. Or I've already taken it to him, but I clearly haven't trusted him. Because if I had trusted him, I wouldn't be worried about this. Because when I was a kid, I slept like a baby. That's why we say that. Why do they sleep like babies? They have nothing to worry about. They trust their parents. Unequivocally, right? They just trust them. And some of us were, you know, made mistakes as parents. Some of us screwed up some as parents. And our kids still trusted us and slept like babies, right? Some of you were thinking, my baby didn't sleep very well at all. That happens too, but that's a different issue. That's not because they're worried. Listen to what Jesus said to his disciples. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things I said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Jesus is saying, you have the Holy Spirit. You don't need to be troubled. You don't need to be afraid. You need to understand where your power is is coming from. God is our father. He's our father. Don't fight that because you want to be in charge. Rest in that because it's amazing. Have peace in that, that he'll give you the power through anything. Listen, if you've ever had to play basketball with a little kid, like a little kid, right? And they've got the ball and they're like, mm, mm, uh, right? And, and it goes, Right? It can't, they can't lift and throw the ball high enough to get to the hoop. Little kids. And, every, and, and if you're doing that, usually what you're going to do is you're going to come over to that little kid and you're going to pick them up by the hips and you're going to put the ball in there and you're going to lift them up right to the hoop and you're going to let them put the ball in the hoop. And when they do that, they're super happy like they did something. It's like, dude, I did that, okay? I'm the one who lifted you up there and gave you the ball. But they're super happy. That's us, not the person lifting. I know that's what you all think. You all think you're the hero, 
We all think we're the hero. Every Bible story we read, like, oh, yeah, that's me. I'm the good Christian. These other people he's talking about, those are the people that I need to hold accountable. No, no, no. We're the other people. We're the little kid. God is the one who's like, here's the ball. Here you go. We put it in, and we're like, dang, I am so good. Like some of these kids do. They're like, yeah, I dunked that. Like, dude, you're two feet tall. I lifted you up there, and you put the ball. But that's how, whenever you brag, Whenever you have thoughts in your mind like you've got it figured out, whenever you won't trust God, you're like a two-year-old kid who God helped do everything and then you took all the credit for it. And you know when you're the happiest? When you're that two-year-old kid that does that, turns around and gives dad a hug. Thanks. I'm strong in you. Yeah, I was able to do the thing, but my strength came from you. If you can live in that, if you can walk in that, Anxiety is going to become less and less of a problem for you. The more that you know dad's got you, the less worried you have to be about anything. We're incredibly strong in him. He designed us to be so. Look, I want you to be free and to have peace. I want you to be happy. I don't want you to live in fear. I don't want you to live like you think you're some kind of superman who can handle it all because you're not. You're not. Neither am I. Instead, I want to see Jesus as a superman. See, we're not the superhero. We're the dude being saved from the burning building. That's us. We need to be cool with that role and be like, thank you, God. Thank you. You've saved me. You've made me who I am. You've built me to be. You've given me talents. You've given me abilities. You've given me gifts. You've given me so much, such amazing thing that I can do. And all I have to do is get that cord plugged in. Vine and branches, right? All I have to do is say, it's you, God, it's you, and I get to do all these things. I get to have all kinds of strength. But the second that I pull that away, the second that I do it myself, which we have been doing since the fall, anxiety, fear. The next week we're going to talk about anxiety again. I'm going to take it in a little bit different direction. I'm going to give you a little bit more about uh, some of the ways that God has taken me through my story of intense anxiety and difficulty and some of the ways he's brought me to a point where when things are good, I can look to him and have that kind of trust because I want that for you. You can put all your worries and all your anxieties on him. Now listen, if you don't know Jesus, then all of the things that I just said probably make no sense and you're like, this isn't helpful. I'm not a Christian. I'm not going this way. Are you saying the people who aren't Christians can't overcome fear? For a while, there are all kinds of things you can do People do all kinds of things. They self-medicate, right? Whatever that means. Too much, fill in the blank. But if you want real peace, yeah, you need Jesus. And you've been listening to Pastor David Robinson from Acts Church here on Contemplate. It's true, the answer for all our fears and the hope that makes everything right when it all seems nuts is a relationship with Jesus. And if you've got questions, aren't sure what's next, or we can help you in any way to find that peace that can only be found in Christ, come see us at Acts Church this Sunday morning. Get directions and all the info you need at axcamus.org or call 360-885-9000. Hope to meet you this Sunday. And be sure and listen to the next episode for more in this study of anxiety with Pastor David Robinson here on Contemplate.